0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have eye-opening conversations with all types of fascinating tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to all you first-time and newer listeners. Really glad you're here and hope you're having a good day. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a quick moment to subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review. That really helps out. And really quick, if you're looking for a good gift idea or decoration ideas for your home, head on over to HealthyTango.com. I've created some original Tango art, and you can now order prints of some of the pieces I've made. And they can be printed out on art paper or canvas, and they can even be framed if you like. So head on over to HealthyTango.com and have a look. Okay, my guest today has been dancing for most of his life. He danced and competed in ballroom dancing for over a decade before discovering Argentine tango in 1996. In December of that year, he hosted the very first tango workshop in Cleveland, Ohio. Having performed on stage and on television, today's guest is also a prominent tango DJ. He has brought his skills to events in Las Vegas, Ann Arbor, Washington, D.C., Detroit, Cincinnati, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and probably other cities that I don't have on the list. And with me now is the one and only Timmy Tango. Timmy, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's really great to be talking to you.
1: I feel honored that you called me.
0: <laughs> oh, Timmy, Thank you, you. you brought happiness to many Tangueros over the years. It's it's really an honor, sir. So how have you been doing during um, this whole COVID-19 craziness?
1: Let's just say I'm home a lot. I'm not dancing too much anymore. There's no tango in Cleveland at the moment. I started taking a banjo lesson. So that's what
0: I spend my time with. Wow banjo that's great now is it is it this are you playing any tango music on the banjo or is this are you exploring new genres
1: well you know when you te- start taking lessons they didn't ask you what you wanted to do so i started me with like bluegrass three finger okay and then i switched a little bit to claw hammer style and then now a new teacher is trying to teach me two finger style okay so i really haven't found my niche <laughs> so but uh it's challenging, and you know, being 73, it's keeping my mind young, yeah. or at least as young as it can be.
0: <laughs> nice. All right. So, Timmy, how did you start your dancing journey?
1: Well, my parents were, they weren't pro dancers, but they were like semi-pros, or I wouldn't even call it that. But if ever there was a, a contest, my parents always won it. So when I was four years old, my dad had like a part-time job. Mm-hmm. And mom had a dance with somebody when Lawrence Well came on the TV.
0: Oh, so I, so mom taught me to dance when I was four years old. Wow, that's great. So before you got into tango, you were a ballroom dancer, yes?
1: Yeah, I was competing in uh, international silver. Okay. Then I, my my brother who lives in in Sterling Heights, just outside of Detroit. Mm-hmm. He also was uh, a dancer or started to dance. And so he took me to Amy Callio and Ray Hogan up in Detroit, and that was my first tango lesson and ever since then there's not that much following left. But that was in that was in 1996.
0: 96. Okay. Yeah, so how did you fall in love with Argentine tango? I didn't fall in love, it took me. It just said you you were you were you know your mind.
1: I just fell in love with it. It gave me
0: so many feelings and things that ballroom didn't give me. hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I tried a little bit of ballroom as well. I actually worked in a ballroom studio for a while and I understand what you're saying that it didn't doesn't quite give you what Argentine tango gives you. Um, so when you started dancing tango for the very first time, your first lesson, did it begin from there? Or what is it a little bit more of a gradual process?
1: No, it, it exploded because uh, what I was doing was every other weekend I went to Detroit for a, t- a tango lesson because there was nothing here in Cleveland at the time. Okay. So I got to see my brother who lived in Detroit, and I got a dance lesson, and I took it from there. And then sooner or later, you know, I went to uh, when I went went to a ballroom dance, mm-hmm. and a tango came on. I would be doing different things than other people, and. So they asked me, what am I doing, you know, and I said, well, this is Argentine. So my, I held my very first workshop in Cleveland in December of 96 mm-hmm. with Amy and Ray.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's, that's really great. Because uh, back in the 90s, early 2000s, that's really around the time when tango started to to make a resurgence. So it looks like you really caught tango at a great time. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, and then the, the in
1: '99, mm-hmm. in
0: 1999,
1: I did my first trip to Buenos Aires. Oh, what was that like for you? A learning process because I wasn't as good as I thought I was. Mm. <laughs> I remember I was at the I was at the cafeteria IDL, and I danced with a, a resident, resident there. And at the end of the first song, not not the tanda, but at the end of the first song, she just up and left me.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> so I
1: I learned. I learned I wasn't as good as I thought I
0: was. (laughs) So what were some bad habits that you used to have in tango? And how did you get over them while you were there?
1: Well, I would have to say over the 25 years I've been doing this, I've had like cycles of different styles or techniques or how I view tango differently. Mm -hmm. And back in those days, I just tried to show off. I think everybody, when they first joined, uh they like the the stuff that ballroom doesn't give them like you know in cleveland you know ganchos everybody wanted to do conchos. they didn't want to do anything else but conchos. so i mean <laughs> i'm sure other cities had the same thing and i was probably the same way i just wanted to do this, the special techniques that were fun and new to me and i wasn't thinking what's to really dance mm-hmm. uh i would have to say after it, it i really got serious after maybe I'm guessing here, maybe six or seven years Mm -hmm. in the tango that I really started to see the real thing.
0: Mm. So was it a particular lesson or was it a teacher who sort of pointed out to you that this is more than just fancy stuff and showing off? It was a teacher. Okay.
1: Because, you know, uh, I kept bringing all these uh, big stars, if you want to call it, to Cleveland for workshops. And in the very beginning, I would be bringing all of the like stage dance tango dancers. Mm. So because of these fancy dance steps. And then I met Robert Hawk, and he turned Cleveland around. You know, completely the other direction. I see. He showed us. He showed us what it was really like to dance socially, and it just it just flourished from there. Nice.
0: Yeah, I like what you said about uh, you know how everyone sort of starts off wanting to, to show off and, and do ganchos. but then yeah, they slowly get into to get in deeper and find out that it's much much more than that. So, how many t- trips did you make out to to Buenos Aires? There was a seven, uh, about a total of seven visits.
1: Okay. Yeah, you know, and I yeah. Uh, like two to three weeks at a time. Maybe the one I did four weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, you know, since I was, uh, I was bringing people to Cleveland, I got treated very, very well by all of the, the big dancers because they wanted me to bring them to Cleveland. So uh, we got treated royally, Yeah, yeah. which was re- which was really nice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, uh, like I said, so we, we met some social dancers and then it's sort of like a third cycle. We met the true milongueros. Mm-hmm. Like um, I think, like Alberto does I sort of I like to sort of say I emulate, and it's when I really learned that it's the feeling, it's the music. Well, we've also brought Tete here, and and it's just you know when you really learned what the music was like, and you didn't care in the feeling. You
0: you had a that's when it really changed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's nice to see tango flourishing. I know, right? At this very moment, it's uh, everyone's sort of uh, forced to to be away from the dance floor, which can be difficult. But it's not going to last forever. Um, you know, tango is going to continue on, uh, and inevitably there will be uh, new people who are going to want to explore this dance. So, what advice would you have for for beginners getting into this dance? And once they realize that it grabs them much in the way that it grabs you, um, what, what kind of advice would you give to to newbies?
1: Take your time, don't rush it.
0: The dance is
1: completely in the in the walking. And even back when I was in the days when I first visited Buenos Aires, they said it would take more than a year to learn to walk, and I didn't believe them. <laughs> but it's true. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to learn the walk. Yeah, and you know. And that's the whole dance right there. It's, it's not showing off. It's not trying to impress the people as you're just trying to, when you're dancing your own. You might be on a dance floor where there's no room to dance at all, but it's only you and your partner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like we just said about the whole thing is is in the walk. And there have been so many other teachers on this podcast who who say that, but I think it's a lesson that needs to that we need to keep reinforcing. It's it's all in that walk and to be patient with ourselves. So you're also very well known as a DJ in tango, but even before that, you were really into to music. You were organizing music even for the ballroom dances, yes?
1: Yes, I was. I wouldn't say I was the greatest. There are people much better than me, but at least, you know, Hey, I was here and I got, I got the, I DJed at Ballantango twice. I uh, danced and uh, DJed and taught and uh, Ray Barbosa's uh, Milongero, mm-hmm. many, 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 yeah. Many Milongero in Chicago several times and uh, Toronto and a couple other places. So, Mm-hmm. I'm glad I get to see the world because of it.
0: Yeah. So was that a natural transition to you to to really go this deep into the music to the point of becoming a DJ? First, I did it out of necessity.
1: You mm-hmm. know, we, we hosted a, mu- a milonga in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a DJ and that's where I took off. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you would see or hear the people say, now that was the best song. That was the best Tanda. Oh. You learned what the people liked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, first, you know, you play what you like, or you know, so on. But then you learn what the people like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then when you go to other dances, you hear what other DJs are playing and how they're playing it. Mm. And then uh, I think I really got good. Uh, Hernan uh, still in Chicago, oh, yes. I took his lessons, mm-hmm. how to be a DJ, what what's in the meaning, what's how to set up, how to put up tandas together, and. And I think I got a little better then. But
0: Mm
1: there's there there really is so many, so much more people out there better than I am.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so so Timmy, today, of course, if we want to get a hold of tango music, it's very easy to just go online. And uh, there are a lot of wonderful places where we could find it. But back in the 90s, it was a little more difficult to come by. So how did you start amassing your your music collection? Well, every time we
1: went to Buenos Aires, I'd probably bring home four or five hundred dollars worth of CDs.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Or also, what was very nice, you know, since I was a promoter or a DJ, if I went to another city, the other DJs they are very friendly and they shared music
0: with me. Ah, okay. During our formative years in tango, there are always certain songs that that grab us. So, are there uh, any songs or orchestras that? You know, whenever you hear them sort of take you back to when you were really getting grabbed by tango Desarly and Podesta Desarly and Podesta okay
1: oh I cannot sit down when I hear that hmm but, but one of my other songs i have i do have a favorite song actually i have a- i have said it depends what day of the week it is and what time during <laughs> the day mm-hmm. but uh one of my favorite songs is Verdemar i mean. I mean, you know, you hear the song and you're dancing to it. But then when I learned what the guy was singing mm-hmm. and I just couldn't believe here's a man sort of sitting or what I see is a man sitting or standing next to the casket of his lover and her eyes are extinguished. She's no longer there. And it just,
0: it moved me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah, it's just something almost magical about tango music. I, I When I talk to people... Before they, they became really into tango, uh, there's always something about the music, even for those who even who don't even speak Spanish, they didn't know that there's something special, like almost a spirit in that music that everyone sort of taps into. And I've always found that to be really, really neat. Yeah, it just, it's
1: it's. I don't know the whole technical, even though I'm starting, like I said, I'm learning the banjo in music. Uh, there's something about you know the piano. In a in a in a tango that is unique to any other genre of music.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
1: you know, I I can't explain it, but I, I, that's what I hear. And then especially how you make a bandoneon, you know, or a violin make it cry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so you feel mm-hmm. more than you just hear. Hmm. Yeah. And then you know, like I said, you just you let your bo- you know, let the music take your body, mm-hmm. and you just go with the flow. And then so. So, like I said, like in the beginning, I was really crazy and wanted to show off and did these fast, crazy things. And now, I am doing like pause. I, I pause a lot, and I keep the feeling in that pause. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest step to learn, other than walking, yeah. is the pause. But it's so beautiful how you're, you know, not being. I don't want to say I don't know how the word use, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the feeling between the two bodies turning and joining together. It's very sensuous, but it's very respectful to each other. But if, that's the feeling that a lot of people don't get in the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. Enjoy your partner. Yeah, enjoy your partner. That's a really, that's a great, that's a that's a really great point. And I really liked what you said about that, that pause, and you just kind of feel the other person. Uh, especially today, people are you know, we're connected through social media, through Facebook, through computers. But there's still this, uh, you know, like you said, this very natural, primal connection. And we still need that. We still need that. Whether it's 1920s or 2020, it's uh, that's that's incredibly that's incredibly important. I'm really glad that. Uh, yeah, glad you mentioned that.
1: Well, I want to say that just last week, you know, I was at my banjo teacher and I had him and her girlfriend come over once. And we were somewhere, and she was explaining what she saw that one experience, and how she danced and she said it just i wish I could say the words, but she says that guy held me so close and so lovingly, but with respect that i didn't feel i didn't feel that he was you know um, you know the word what I'm yeah. trying to say yeah, absolutely he wasn't trying to grab a feel. yeah he was he was really she enjoyed it very much,
0: yeah yeah that's great there's that closeness yet it's yet it's respectful yes yeah, so learning tango as you know is is a huge challenge uh so it's not only it's a physical challenge but it's also mental. so in your opinion, what are some ways to become a more mentally strong tango dancer?,
1: well, I guess just talk to other people to see what they feel, explain to them how you feel. everybody gets something different mm-hmm. It's just, um, it's, I would say it's hard to say, we all, we all love the feel, but, but it's always different for everybody else. Yeah. And and then uh, sometimes, you know, um, I go to these, you know, the dances or at least some, I can't remember along the line,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, in the beginning you want to dance with your favorite dance partners, but then there's people you might not want, you might not have danced with, but then once you see they dance tango, uh, you know. I dance with everybody, and mm-hmm.
0: it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Timmy, you have picked up a new instrument, banjo, which is awesome. That you're still exploring new things. But in terms of tango, is has there is there something new that you've learned recently, perhaps within the last few months or, or years?
1: Yes. Let somebody else take charge.
0: Let somebody else take charge. <laughs> Oh, what do you mean by I've that? I've done
1: it for twenty five years. Uh-huh. Well, I've done it for twenty. There, there, in Cleveland, there. Are, I don't. There's a lot of teachers. I think we're all saying the same thing, but we're all using different words. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to say that, you know, if I saw somebody else, I might. oh, He's not doing it right. He's not. Yeah, you know, I could do it better. You know, I. I gave up that feeling, and you know, like I said. We're all saying the same thing. And like my banjo teacher, mm-hmm. I get there's two or three that I go to. Each one's teaching me the same thing but each one says something different. One of them's gonna connect with me mm-hmm. one day, and the other might connect with me the other day, and another one might connect with me the next day. Mm-hmm. So right now Cleveland has some really good teachers and they don't need me anymore. And we got Alberto and Michaela B- Roberto and Michaela. Beautiful,
0: yeah, wonderful dancers, and
1: especially excellent teachers. Mm-hmm. And we also have a people who don't teach, but uh, they're are from Buenos Aires, and he's he is excellent at teaching. He should teach. Mm-hmm. But they're doing a great job. They don't need me anymore. I did it for twenty five years. It's time mm-hmm. to sit back
0: mm-hmm. and enjoy and watch and just watch them have fun. Yeah, yeah. Twenty five years. That's great. Yeah. So it seems that. Um... <laughs> You know, tango, you know, wh- whether we gain, you know, as we learn it, as we teach it, as we dance it, we, we kind of find the lessons that we learn in tango carrying over into other parts of our lives. So, yeah, what are some things, uh, I guess, some lessons that tango taught you that really helped you in other facets of, of life? It's a hard question
1: for me to answer. I've had some, well, let's just say I'm a guy, I get really good, but I don't get great. Mm-hmm. I was a tool and die maker that I felt I was better than the average die maker, but I wasn't the best. I had a photography studio and I became the International Wedding Photographer of the Year in 1984, nice. but I wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. And then I got into tango and now I'm getting into the banjo and all that. Mm-hmm. I feel I get to a plateau and I can't really get above that. So that's my feelings there. But I have such beautiful mem- memories of, of all the people that have brought to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I said, Alberto Dizu. I had Nito and Elba here. You name them, I had them here. And uh, Nestor Ray was supposed to be my best man at my wedding, mm-hmm. but he—that's when he got really ill. Uh. So I, I have, and then that I have some great students. Um, I don't want to boast. But Adam, I was one of, in Cleveland, there were two teachers, me and Anita Mm Converse. We were Adam Hoopengardner's very first teachers.
0: Oh, nice. And
1: Mira Baraket, I am so proud of her. Yeah. We we met at Oberlin College. I Mm -hmm. was her first teacher. She was majoring in opera and and, 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 uh, the Italian language. Mm -hmm. And then when she found a tango, Completely took over her life. Now mm-hmm. that she goes to Buenos Aires, she teaches, she sings, makes CDs. I'm, I'm like, wow, I, I did that. Yes, you did. I changed that person's <laughs> life. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, I've had a few other teachers that, you know, have gone, you know, beyond, and they're, they're making a name for themselves now. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I said, it's, it's time for me to sit back and
0: watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely planted a lot of seeds to me. Yeah, I had a. I had Mira on the show a while back, and yeah, it was, it was really fun to, to listen to her story, and yeah, she spoke really highly of you. Well, that's, see,
1: that's why I, it's great. Mm-hmm. And then, the, the, you know, I taught, you know, the tangle got me to teach at Oberlin College, which were the best eight years of my life. I can't tell you the memories, fond memories that I have of teaching at Oberlin College. And all the fa and, and the, the school let me do so much, like, uh, we, there was, we had so many, uh, great teachers there mm-hmm. and the last year, even though I didn't set it up, we had a queer tango week mm-hmm. where we bought, uh, the girl from Berlin, Ostrid Weiske. Mm. And we had the, the Varnoenotist, uh, oh, Fernandez, her wife, his mm-hmm. wife,
0: Daniel Benelli. I just, oh.
1: I have such great memories.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great.
1: So I get I get I get off, I get off on watching other people really get into this. It's really enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so with all of the the wonderful characters that you've come across in Tango, and then when you see their their careers take off, do you do you notice a common thread or a or a common quality that they all have? I think the you know, the people become better because they they respect the other people, they they the,
1: they their, you know, I'm, I'm lost for words, but mm-hmm. they care about people more, the, the feelings, and everything about them, they have more respect They give them the time to the movement.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: very courteous. I think that it really helps people in that respect. Because mm-hmm. you know, you have these, you know, you have to have rules, and yeah. the rules of the dance floor can come into your life. Also.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, respect, gratitude, all of that. All of those are really simple, but so important.
1: Yeah, You know, like you said, the rules, the rules, you follow the rules of the dance floor, mm-hmm. and it, it really makes things better. I don't know how many of your audience has ever been to Buenos Aires, or on a great occasion, how it seems like the one room, everybody is doing the same thing at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: just that, I've only seen it two or three times. Mm-hmm. And it's just something to behold when, the whole dance floor is, is at one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Timmy, after all of this COVID nineteen madness is over, do you think you'll have plans to go back to, to Buenos Aires for a little bit just to have some fun? Uh
1: myself, no. I'm getting. I'm having some health problems. Mm. I, you know, my kyphosis and my back is getting worse. I see. Uh, I'm retired. I re, I'm retired from work now. My wife still loves it. She has all the energy. She has more energy than me. Maybe you should be talking to her. But but uh, she's really gung ho.
0: Okay. Um, so like I said, I,
1: it's in my time of life where I'm sitting back and I'm just watching other people mm-hmm. have the best times of their lives. Nice. So I still keep. So I I have a website, you know, Tango Cleveland. Okay. Where you know I I don't do a lot for Cleveland or. I don't post all these people, you know, I try to keep it different, mm-hmm. but I like to show dances of the milongueros. I'm not, uh, this is where Joanne and I still go. We, we like the milonguero style. Okay. And where you know, that's, that's the way we follow and that's who we watch. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just marvelous yeah. when uh, that happens. Nice.
0: Nice. All right, so tango is that your site?
1: No, it's not Cleveland.com. It's just on Facebook. Tango oh, Cleveland. okay,
0: on Facebook. Okay, well, will uh, make yes. sure in our show notes, I'll, I'll put a link there so people will be able to find you and and find out more about uh, find out more about uh, Tango Cleveland.
1: There's a there's a lot of every teacher in Cleveland has something on Facebook mm-hmm. or a web page. Yeah, and they show where other there's milongas in other cities. Mm -hmm. I try to keep it uh, more Mm Milonga-ish, not stage tango and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I I try to keep a little, it's more restricted, but Mm
0: -hmm. it's the way Joanne and I dance. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, Timmy, this is this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much again for taking the time to to speak to me. I'm glad you're staying safe uh, where you are. And yeah, hopefully this will eh, solve this pandemic madness. Will end sooner rather than later, so you know life can get back to normal. Yes, I, I will be glad to. Yeah, all right.
1: Because uh, I'd like to, I'd like to go. You know, if anybody needs a, a, a DJ, I still might try that. But, all right. <laughs> you know, I'm out of pra- I'd have to say right now, I'm out of practice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure people would love to hear you hear you spin for them. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I, you made me you you've honored me today I, I really feel special and this has been a nice afternoon oh, it's, with
0: you it's been a it's been a pleasure and i'm sure the listening audience will really appreciate what you have to say okay thank you timmy it was great to finally be able to catch up with him he's a very well-liked guy and i understand that many of you out there who've gotten to know timmy know just how humble and generous he is And it's great that he's continuing to explore new things. He's a serious banjo student now, which is pretty awesome. I really liked what Timmy said about his early tango days, that in the beginning he wanted to show off and do fancy stuff. But later he found that much of tango is in the walk. And it does take about a year, maybe more, to really start understanding that idea. And almost no one who's a beginner believes that at first. And I liked how Timmy emphasized the importance of pausing that pausing is in and of itself a step, and a challenging one at that, but it's where you'll find so much enjoyment. Timmy also brought up an important perspective on achievement. Through our conversation, I think it's important to note that the definition of achievement doesn't necessarily have to involve being the best at something. Rather, it's about what your kindness and generosity can create. Several world-famous dancers began their tango journeys with Timmy I think that speaks to his abilities as a teacher. And I also love how Timmy takes joy in seeing other people succeed and seeing others enjoy tango. That's a great testament to his character and a big reason why he's happy. So thank you again, Timmy, for sharing your thoughts, being generous with your time, and for your many contributions to the world of tango. And as always, a big thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. It really means a lot that you've made time to listen to this show. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason, feel free to send an email to joe at Once again, that's joe at healthytango.com. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.